Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Plank and Sail Show with Mark. Celebrating its 10-year anniversary, dominating the podcast world. And now, let's welcome your hosts, Blake and Mark. Hello and welcome to the Blanket Salad with Mark, live from the Fan Expo Chicago. Let's hear from people here in the audience. Here, thank you, thank you. I'm your host Blake, and um, our normal co-host is actually not here today. He's from Jersey. He's currently working, so he cannot jump on the line with us today. That would be Sal, but I do have our other co-host, the man in the middle, Mark. How you doing today? Hey, hello, Chicago Fan Expo 2023. Let's hear it. Come on. There you go. Thank All you. Right. Thank you. Thank you for that. All right. Um, so we're going to be talking about some pro wrestling today. We'll get to everything. I'll have a microphone right there for you guys to join in in a minute. But I do want to set up a couple things first. Because we don't have our normal co-host here today, we do have a special guest next to me. And if you never listened to our show before, I do do music intros for everybody on our show. Well, this guy here has no idea what I have planned for him today because it's the first time I've ever had control of the video screen here at Fan Expo. So. on my son, the guy who's actually on in video game mode on the screen right now. Christian, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. Yes. Yeah, he did not know that was coming, so he's up here. He's ready to kill me right now, because I, I went on YouTube and found his um, intro. He decided to double over for him for him. He did not know that was coming at all. So would that make him the acting biggest heel on podcasting? No, no, no. Okay. He, he's don't thing. So okay. there you go. All right. So. Yeah, he, he's, he's going to kill me for that one, but whatever. I don't care. All right, let's get started here. Our normal spiel open the show. Um, help support the show and find all the podcasts. You can find us, if you want to, at theblakeandsouthshow.com. Hey, you can buy our shirts, stickers, hoodies, and more from our T Public store. Click on the T Public link on our website. Go to T Public and search the Blake and Sal Show. Yes, so for that, let's actually get into our normal spiel today, and I will hit... 
And now, let's get into the crazy world of professional wrestling. So, I'm curious here, for those who are sitting here right now, who here is a wrestling fan? For real. Yes. All right, very nice, very nice. Now, with my other question was going to be, who's just sitting here because they saw a panel on the stage, heard music, and wanted to sit down out of the crowd? That was the only question I had. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Well, if you came to see Lou Diamond Phillips, I get mistakenly for him very often. You've never got mistaken for Lou Diamond Phillips ever. <laughs> before I got here, there were two least I was Lou Diamond Phillips. I swear to God. What? <laughs> were they, I, were what? they sober? I don't know. Oh, my God. What? I don't know where that's coming from. So, I am curious because I see someone in an AEW shirt right over there. Very cool. Um, well, we're going to ask people, if you want to talk about your, your history with the business, I would like you to come up to the microphone right in front of us. Because I'm curious on what got you to be a fan? And when did you start being a fan? And why are you still a fan now? Because that's what we're going to be talking about up here today. So, if you want to join us up at the mic, help yourself. I would love to hear from anybody here. So, that's actually what we're going to start with here. And we're gonna go around, and actually, I think we're gonna start oldest to youngest here with this question, because you go back way further than we do. <laughs> so why don't you tell everybody how you, when you became a wrestling fan, because that says a lot about what we're doing here. We're talking back in the 70s when wrestling were still territories and not big conglomerate companies like they are today. Pretty much if you watched Dark Side of the Ring, he lived it. <laughs> uh, since I grew up in Milwaukee and Cudahy, the major league wrestling promotion that was going on at the time was the AWA, which was run by Vern Gagne. Uh, and Nick Bockwinkel was the champion at the time. And come to find out that uh, <clears throat> Nick is Vern's father-in-law. He married his daughter. So let's keep it in the family. Uh, they had a great talent roster, and they shared it with other promotions within the Midwest and also in New York. Crusher, Baron Ron Roschke, Legion of Doom, Brad Ringens, the High Flyers, Ray Gagne, Jim Brunzel, Dick the Bruiser, goes on and on. I got mesmerized when they were on television when at that time you had maybe five channels and a UHF dial. Channel 18, Sunday morning after church. AWA wrestling on TV was fantastic. I, and to make even things better, the Crusher, who I admired, lived in South Milwaukee. I grew up in Cudahy. I bumped into him several times. The guy was phenomenal. For as old as he was, he was in fantastic shape. And I'm telling you right now, I did not want to go into a dark alley and mess with the guy. <laughs> I know you um, you've attended Crusher Fest recently, yep. so that's pretty yep. cool for you. Yep. And I, I didn't actually know you ever met the guy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Well, for me, I actually um, see. I, I'm in my 40s, and a lot of people are like, "Oh, you must have started in the Attitude Era." I actually did not. I started becoming a fan at the tail end of the Attitude Era, right when about the Ruthless Aggression Era started, which surprises a lot of people. Actually, that surprises a lot of people mainly because my parents did not like wrestling. And if I turned on the show a lot of times in high school, they would think I was nuts and like my best friend was into it, but she didn't want to watch it in the house at all. They didn't want us watching it. So like my best friends were into it and I knew the references. I knew what was going on, but I didn't watch it. My actual first pay-per-view was actually SummerSlam 2001, which is actually The Rock's return against Booker T. That's my first pay-per-view. And like, that's when I first started going to shows. But that's, a lot of people don't realize that. Like I did not grow up with the Attitude Era. 
So like the editor doesn't really do a whole lot for me personally. Mm -hmm. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it when it happened. I know you did. With and with Mandy, you watched the whole thing. Right? Oh yeah. Like it's the a first different... WrestleMania till the current one. Yeah, you watched them all. You I, as Roddy Piper once said at WrestleMania 21, you were watching WrestleMania before there was a number. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, I remember that line. So did you. When did you become a fan? Pretty much out of birth. Pretty much from birth. But like, if, I, if, I, if anyone asks you what era did you grow up in, was it the Cena era, was it the current era, what era was it in? It? Uh, it would have to be the Cena era. He's been my favorite of all time since I got started into it. And he's, I think he's the main reason that I actually got into wrestling as yeah. much as I am. And I actually, I'll, I'll throw out something. I took you to a house show a couple of years ago, like right after the pandemic, but the first house show after the pandemic. Before you say anything about that, if I know what you're about to say, the 2008 Rumble was also oh, yeah, yeah. amazing for me. Well, the funny part about 2008, you weren't even born yet. I know, you weren't even born not, yet, no. but I remember watching it with you. And you were freaking out because that was the night for people don't remember, that was the night Justin here from injury. That was one of the biggest surprises and I've ever I'm seen. And if I'm correct, he wasn't supposed to return? No, he was not. It would pay him back way early, surprise everybody. But no, I remember taking you, we took you to a house show right after the pandemic. And we bought the tickets before anything was announced. We're like, we're going to take you to a house show. We're going to get really good seats. We're going to be right by the floor. And then Joss Cena returned at Money in the Bank. <laughs> and you're like, and then we realized we're going to be on the Joss Cena tour. And so you got to see Joss Cena. <laughs> and you wanted to kill me because I rolled a video on his entrance. And I got you jumping up and down like a lunatic. <laughs> completely going crazy yeah. over Joss Cena. Which I have to admit, it was pretty difficult for me as a father to watch you like going crazy over your wrestler at the time. Like I thought that was really awesome. Yeah, that so, was very fun well, for me to but, see him for the first time ever in yeah. person. And, and then he went to the Rey Mysterio. You went to the Rey Mysterio yeah. at the one time too. Yes. I know now, we'll get to it now in a minute. Well, I also want to say my first show, I always joke about this. I went to two, my two first shows were interesting. My first show was March, 2022, March, 20, March 2002. And it was the first, the last show before the first WWE draft took effect. So in that show, I got to see Brock Lesnar before he was on TV. And I got to see the Dudleys, the Hardys, and the APA all before they broke up there the first time. <laughs> and then they brought Edge and Christian for like a post-match ceremony. It was such a crazy atmosphere to be in. And then my first TV taping I ever went to was a Raw, the night Eric Bischoff debuted in WWE. <laughs> wow. That was my first Raw. <laughs> okay then. So, I, I've seen some moments. I've been a part of some moments. I, I also do. what was your first show? Out of curiosity, what was your first show? My first show was, God, years ago, used to be called the Milwaukee Arena. Went down to what AWA. Is now? What is it now for those who know? Well, right the now. Panther, I, is the Panther? Yes, yeah, the Panther Arena okay. right now. Mm. But the Milwaukee Arena, went to see AWA card. Crusher and Dick the Bruiser against Bobby Heenan and Bobby Duncan, Blackjack Lanza, High Flyers against Legion of Doom. Uh, I went with a buddy. Phenomenal show. We left, got home. His sister, who worked at a place that no longer exists, but it's now the Pork and Cleaver, called Nino Steakhouse. She calls him on the phone at home and says, you got to get down here, got to get down here. Just the Crusher, Dick the Bruiser, Ramon Roski, High Flyers, they're all here, they're having cocktails, they're having steak, come in, we'll take some pictures, get some autographs, no problem. Went in, very cordial, very nice. They wanted people to come and see them and recognize them. And I left with a cocktail napkin 
that had Dick the Bruiser signatures on it. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, my mother threw it away. Really? Yeah, oh, my God. She threw it away. Insane. She thought there was some scribbling. I don't know. I'll throw it away. Okay. Oh, my, oh my God. God. That's bad. But just to show you, and I, I kept that enthusiasm. And after I got married, Mary, my late wife, I got her to go to one AWA show. Oh. Cage match. Fell in love with it. Liked it that even after the AWA kind of, uh, for lack of better terms, kind of went up, belly up, bought up by another conglomerate, got into wrestling with WWE, and her favorite person was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well done. What? She just loved him because of his anti-establishment type of attitude and the I don't give a you-know-what type of attitude can't blame her for that no definitely not absolutely not well that's interesting because yeah i mean she was watching with you during the attitude hour which is crazy when you think about it oh yeah like that's a crazy thing to think about because that's not something most people would say like people didn't watch people people that don't are not really wrestling fans don't usually watch wrestling so yeah. that's what's surprising about no. that era yeah so let's go to what well, you just talking about your favorite moment I, I, my favorite moment was watching him at John Cena. But all seriousness, I got to be in the building the day after WrestleMania 20. And I've never heard a building shake so much until Stone Cold came out. In the building, the day after WrestleMania 20, because he wasn't supposed to be there. He wasn't advertised. And his music hit, and that building was literally shaking. Like, it was amazing. I couldn't hear his music. And the other moment that also shook the crowd that night was Evolution. There was their music hit. Uh, yeah. And it was the whole place was going crazy. They weren't booing him. It was more just along the lines of, holy crap, it's evolution. Like, it was a really cool moment. So that was really awesome. So those are cool moments that I've been involved in. I think my cool moment is when I got both of my children, Amanda and Kyle, when the Road Warriors were hocking Zubas. Oh my God, I've heard this story. Went into, I believe it was a JC Penny store where they were basically selling them. Got to meet the Road Warriors in person. They said they're big fans of this. They said, hey, we're fans of yours. Couldn't believe how big these guys were and how built they were. And here they're carrying kids and they're just putting them on their shoulders. And they were great individuals. And, and God bless them. They're up there kicking ass and kicking in heads and. They're both together doing it. Wonderful guys. Um, and way, went way, to, way too soon. Uh, but then when WCW came into Milwaukee, came to the arena, I took Mandy for her first match. And I believe that was a pay-per-view, um, like a, a Night of the Champions. Sting came out. She had a thing for Sting. The beach blonde, buzz cut Sting came out. We happened to be down by the walkway when they came out. She was screaming so loud she lost her voice. How did she go from having a thing for Sting to having a thing for John Moxley? We'll <laughs> <laughs> ever know. Well, then you, well, then no, you, 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 you missed the Shawn Michaels era. That's true. The Shawn Michaels yeah. era as well. So. I, was always, I, actually, I, have, I have a question for you, because this is always a conversation that comes up on a lot of podcasts. Because you're the younger generation, you don't watch the weekly shows with us all the time. You play the video games. How do you keep track of the business right now? 
because we always want, I've always wanted to know this from a younger audience because no one ever asked them. Like, how do you watch wrestling now? Um, for the most in, like important part of the show, it's on YouTube, and I always catch it on there because most of the time the show is just background from what's happening. So I just try to catch the clips so it's not watching too much. But okay. just at least en enough to know what's going on. Yeah, I always wanted to know that because I know I watch the shows every week. But even then, there's way too much wrestling. And, like, I spent the last month watching the G1, which I'm not going to get into that right now. But I'm not happy about how it went. But um, for you, it's different. And I, it's, it's, you, people don't talk to the kids, the younger audience, about this stuff. Because they always like, look at the ratings, look at the ratings, look at the ratings. The ratings are going down because of cable numbers. But there's still a ton of fans your age that are into it. So why are you into it still? Like, besides the video games, like, why are you still into it? Besides the fact you don't want the shows. <sighs> it's just the storytelling and their entertainment. Even though most people don't find it entertaining, but I still do. It's just how they, how they, like, book the shows and yeah, the storylines and stuff. It. It's very entertaining to watch this kind of stuff unfold. Yeah, because I know I'm more of a storytelling person myself. I'm not the... Wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. As Jason Powell, personally, the jet wrestling, 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 nothing but wrestling crowd. I'm more along the line. That's why the bloodline's so popular. That's why even right now the JAS AEW storyline right now people are talking about Adam Cole and MJF because it's a story. Like, do you stand in the, the same Cody place? Rhodes storyline? Yeah, Cody Rhodes storyline. Like, it's do you stand in the same boat when it comes to that kind of stuff? Pretty much, yes. So, well, who are your favorite wrestlers right now? Tell them. From AEW, Sammy Guevara. Hook, New Japan, Will Ospreay, also in AW, Nick Wayne, newly oh. debuting, and WWE, Nathan Frazier, and Axiom, also known as A-Kid, if you know him from that. Yeah, there you go. So, I know for me, recently, and everyone knows, like, I have this long love for Edge, to the point where, one time, so I'll tell this story, so I'm just a big fan of Edge, that during his heel turn, we were going to bars to see the show because we didn't want to pay 50 bucks on the hate reviews. And we went to see, I think with Night of Champions, he was a heel. Heavy heel, heavy duty, biggest heel in the world, rated our super, our biggest thing. And I'm the only one in the bar cheering him. I'm the only one in the bar cheering the guy on. Oh, that's awkward. People were throwing stuff at me. Oh, God. <laughs> people were throwing stuff at me. Because I'm like, what? Because okay, the reason behind that, because I'm a Red fan, I met him at a book signing. When his book came out, and I met him. And we had a nice conversation. And it just, that kind of won me over. It's like my love for Kevin Owens. Because I met him as Kevin Steen at Ring of Honor. And I fell in love with the guy, and he's just a great person. So that's why the people I love are like those great people that are there. Besides the fact that I also love my girl Bailey, it has always be that way. I'm curious, how's the favorite wrestlers right now? Currently, yeah, currently. Um, I would probably have oh to say uh, the Lucha Brothers, Penta El Zero, and Ray Phoenix. Is that uh, still Ray Mysterio? He's still going strong. God bless him. Uh, Sting for what he does uh, and how he's molding young talent to come into this business. Um, and believe it or not, Cody Rhodes, for how he's developed since he first came to the business, Toria is at now and feels comfortable with what he's doing and not in the shadow of his father. He's his own man going his own direction. Don't get me wrong, the guidance from his father has helped, but he also did a lot of stuff on his own. It was a soul-searching moment, found it, and he has come out on top. And I, for one, commend 
a man like that that can do that, especially with the family, especially with the way the business and how cutthroat it is today. Because there are so many wrestlers' talent that lose themselves because they used to be on top, and now they're mid-cards, and he can't handle it, and he find other ways to entertain themselves, whether it's through uh, pills, alcohol, or other type of things. He's persevering on top, and that's a type of attitude and perseverance and things that younger talent needs to focus on so they don't fall into those pitfalls that the legends ahead of them have done. So Cody's paving a path, and I think he's want others to follow that same direction. All right. Can I say one Go thing? Part. Go for it. Do you still like Goldberg, even though he's not really active anymore? Yes, for two reasons. The way he got his push, uh, how he handled it, how he knew when to get out and to go someplace else and develop himself and for the personal work he does behind the scenes. He's a man that basically reaches out to different type of charities, supports them, gives them whether it's financial or a personal boost to get them to where they need to be. So it's people like that. Uh, God, Roddy Roddy Piper, Dusty Rhodes, those guys, they knew how to tell a story, paint a picture, and then take that and put it in the ring and make it work. Fair enough. I can't really argue that point. That is a great point. All right. I'll ask a question now. This is going to be the last question. If anyone wants to join us and answer anything that we've talked about, look at the mic, but it's okay if you don't. But if I said to you, give me one match, that one match from the past that you say, watch this match, and that's what you say, that's your definition of what pro wrestling is. What is that match? Jimmy Superfly stuck on Don Morocco cage match. Ooh, there's a pull. Uh, wow. Both of them left everything that they could in that ring and then some. And how they were able to walk away with very little injuries is beyond me, but that, that dive that Snooka did from top onto Don Morocco. That's always made an impression with me. The match was fantastic. It was done, choreographed well. That's the one thing that the main match is six in my mind. See, the first match that always popped up in my mind is Shawn Michaels Undertaker WrestleMania 25. Oh. That yeah. might just be one of my favorite matches of all time because it was just so wrestled and such a great story. It had a great thing to be a part of the watch. And I know people that were in the building, but that was not a great WrestleMania. It was not a great WrestleMania. But that match was phenomenal. Probably one of the best ever done. Christian, same question. It may not be a regular match, but I would say the 2008 Royal Rumble. Okay. For one reason, when John Cena returned. Of course. Mm -hmm. That was a great Rumble. That was a it was great also a great Rumble. rumble. Like, it's a great Rumble. But what later. also sold it for me is it was in Madison Square Garden, which. If I'm not mistaken, they would usually boo John Cena. Oh, yeah. Normal circumstances. But when he returned, the crowd lost it and were cheering for him. If that's, if yeah, it was. It was an amazing night. That was an amazing night. But no, that, I, I, that's a, the Royal Rumble is a tough one because that's, it's hard to have a great Rumble. And that was a great Rumble because they had enough surprises and, and enough cameos and 
Enough people in there. That's a great, great rumble. If, Pretty, I, yeah. if I remember correctly, didn't Shawn Michaels and Taker either start it? They opened it. They opened it. Because the year before that, they closed it. Yes. The year before that. It was a great, like, parallel event from the year before where Shawn and Taker did, like, 15 minutes to close the rumble. <laughs> what also, what also uh, sold it for me is when John Cena's music started playing, everyone in the ring stopped uh -huh. and looked at the ramp. I, I, that video is everywhere still. That's one of my favorite moments. Yep. So, well, I think... I think. I'm looking at the looking at the clock and looking at our conversation here. Um, we got like five more minutes. So one other thing I will say here, for being in person, for a show you go to, like if you say you were at a show, look up the show you watch. Actually, matter of fact, let me say this one now. If you ever watched the SmackDown Go Home show for the Royal Rumble 2003, you could see me on TV the entire show because <laughs> I was six row dead center with my best friend, and you could see me on TV the entire time. Well, that's not the point of this operation. I might mm -hmm. throw that out there. If I say you're watching, you're at a TV show taping, people can go watch a show you were at, a show you were at, and you attended that aired on TV. What match would that be? Oh, I can tell you, we were at that match together at the Turner Hall, NXT, mm -hmm. with Tommaso Ciampa. See, that was a house show. Oh, the house show. That then. was a house show. But that, to me, showed, because we've met Tommaso before, that showed how into the business he was, how dedicated he is, and how he wanted to go to that next level. And then he remembered us and stopped by, and before he went back into the locker room, we got a selfie. I, I mean, like that, actually, he, yeah. he, he, he remembered us, and hometown boy, does good, great guy, wonderful person, fantastic family man, and I wish nothing but the best for the man. Milwaukee boy. Milwaukee boy. Milwaukee boy. Um, I'll actually tie together a, show, a Ring of Honor taping we were at. That we were at. And um, for those who have never been to a Ring of Honor show at Tony Hall Ballroom before now, where T T um, Tony Khan owns, owns the company, um, the stylist young was on every show because he's from Milwaukee. He was to be a heel, supposed to be a heel, supposed to be a heel, bad guy, bad guy, bad guy. And the crowd didn't care nope. <laughs> in Milwaukee. The crowd did not care. And I remember they did a TV taping here and then with the tag team tournament and it was um, Silas Young and Bruce City Bruiser. I don't know who they're facing. And the crowd pulled the boom. We didn't care in Milwaukee. They aired a match on TV, like you do. I have a friend that was covering the show for a pressing website in Wales. He messages me and he goes, what's up with the crowd for the show? I know you were there. What's up with the crowd? Why are they cheering these guys so well? Like, because they're from the area. So, like, I will say, I know that match is on, on Honor Club, so if you're paying for Honor Club for the really strange weekly TV show, go back and watch that TV taping, because that's one of my favorite TV tapings of all time, because I was experience that crowd. That was a great Wait, moment to be in before. Wasn't it the night shots? No, that was a different show. That was a different oh, show. Okay, all right. That was yeah. a different show. Got it. When, uh, Matt, when Matt Taven promised the crowd shots that they beat Adam Cole and didn't beat Adam Cole. Yeah. That was a different show. Yeah. <laughs> and every time there was a, there was a punch or a kick. Or yeah, a, it was, like, that was, that was shots, an experience. Shots, shots, yeah. Could How about you? Could you repeat uh, the question? For a show we've been to, or like a TV show we've been to, or like we've been to SmackDowns or stuff like that, you have as many as we have. But like, is there something from those shows you think people should go out of their way to see if they're on the Peacock or something like that? If you can think of it, that's fine. If you Nothing know. comes to mind. That's fine. You have been as many shows as we have, and that's absolutely fine. I know I was, um, we were actually joking about this recently, that this didn't air on TV, but we were at a, we were at a Raw at the Bradley Center. And um, they had um, the Spirit Squad on the show. 
and they're in the right in the ring and we go to commercial and they cut to the crowd and they go to the anti-spirit squad across in the crowd but they were just reading it they didn't read it, they were reading it blind and them flipping out over the sign was one of the funniest off-air things i've ever seen because we didn't expect it and it was a really really funny moment so like but yeah i've been at weird shows over the years like i i hate to admit that i was at a show that was headlined at the garden with jr and 10 triple h what? Yeah, that was the main event of a show at Massacre Garden that I was at one time. Okay, then. So I've had some really strange shows over the years. So anything uh, anything at that level that you've been involved in, then we'll wrap up after that. Wow. Uh, God, that's hard to... <laughs> wow. That's hard to... Then I went to a house show that was John Cena versus Renee Dupree. So. I mean, I, <laughs> I would have to say that... Um, the one Ring of Honor show that we went to at Turner Hall... The Briscoes. Oh, God. The Mark Briscoe jumping from the second balcony onto oh. the ring without without hurting himself because the way, too. the way he landed, I swear to God, I thought he broke his ankle. I, I really that's did. Rising the Bar Part 1, which is on our home Right. Ball. But, I mean, to that and got the crowd pumping, oh, my God. The whole crowd was into it. When you're able to take the whole crowd and make them focus on what you're doing, not only the move, but the match, you got them hooked for the whole match. Yeah, I that can't. is a great thing to have in the wrestling business. Now you don't remember, you'll forget it. You don't forget moments like that. No, you really you do don't. not. So, well, I think we were going to pull like everyone else up around these panels and end our, get out of here a little bit earlier than we had planned. Unless you have something else you want to add before we get out of here. Yes, I do. Um, Go for it. The future of wrestling where I like to see, what is happening now, is more Lucha Libre becoming involved. Like in the like attitude over WCW. Right. I mean, not that like cruiserweights, but actually have Lucha Libre style that is from Mexico and basically let them do what they do best. High flyers, acrobatics, everything. Don't water it down because when you water it down, it loses something and it makes that talent look bad and they're not bad. So... My understanding is I've heard Conan is trying to get a TV deal where they're I've heard syndicated and he wants to bring actual Lucha Libre into the United States and have it catch on the way it should be. Is it going to be as good as that Triple A hate review that nobody knows what was going on during half of it? Here's mm -hmm. the thing. It's, I believe it's going to be better than Lucha Underground. Well. And to me, I mean, the same. <laughs> and to me, that's saying a lot because with him being in that business and being there and looking at all these Lucha Libre stars that are now starting to come into um, companies like WWE, NXT, AEW, and they're doing their thing. Once you see them do their thing in the ring back in, in AAA or CMLL, man, these guys take your breath away. For everything they do, you are surprised that they're able to walk away, finish the match, and come back the next day and do it all over again. Anything else you want to add before we get out of here? No. I, no. I think we are already going to wrap things up now. So I'm going to hit this next thing on my screen here. I'm actually going to, I'm actually going to, we're actually going to close the show with something. I figure we're at a con and I will have no other excuse to ever close the show. With a song from that um, crazy um, Star Trek to Strange New Worlds musical <laughs> that happened. I'll have no other reason to play a song from that, so that's what we're going to close the show with today, uh, yeah, which okay. is um, We Are One from yeah. that. So, um, 
I think I'll do the spiel. More information on our show, including where you can find us. Go on all social media. We're on all platforms, including X, unfortunately, and threads. <laughs> um, watch the show. This show, all our shows are up on YouTube. But actually, I've been rolling video at the con all day, and I'm going to put together all the stuff for our TikTok and our YouTube pages. You can find everything up there. Um, or you can go to blakeathousand.com and leave a rating or review. That's the other thing. Hey, as always, it's been your pleasure. And please, if you happen to have a local independent wrestling organization where you live at, go to these shows. Watch the talent. These are the young men and women that are coming up in the world of sports entertainment professional wrestling. They want to get to that next level, that brass ring. They will entertain you. They will make you basically, you know, do their moves. You blink an eye, you're going to miss something. They want to show you what they can do, develop their character, develop their gimmick, develop their promo skills, the whole package to get to that next level. So do this, and they'll be very appreciative that you did. And hey, you know, let's be nice to each other. We got one world. This is it. Let's treat each other nice. Okay? Smile. Thank you. A wave. Shaking hands. Just something. Well. Um, on the podcast side, next week we're going to be talking about All In, AW All In with our buddy John Parker from that minute. So join us for that. Thank you all for listening, for joining us here, here at FedEx for Chicago. Want to hear from you one more time as we get out of here. Hey, Chicago, so let's hear it! Fan Expo 2023! Thank you so much. We'll get out of here now. Have a good one.